everyone! Before we start the show, I just have a couple of notes. First off, because this podcast is being released free of charge, I'll be asking each guest to choose an organization or fund they feel passionate about and encourage anybody who's able to to donate. Today's guest chose the Native Women's Association of Canada. On the About section of their website, they say, The Native Women's Association of Canada is a national Indigenous organization representing the political voice of Indigenous women, girls, and gender-diverse people in Canada, inclusive of First Nations on and off reserve, status and non-status, disenfranchised, Métis, and Inuit. An aggregate of Indigenous women's organizations from across the country, NWAC was founded on the collective goal to enhance, promote, and foster the social, economic, cultural, and political well-being of Indigenous women within their respective communities and Canada societies. You can donate and read more about the organization at www.nwac.ca slash donate, and I'll also be putting the link in the episode description. Secondly, for context, this episode was recorded way back in April, right at the beginning of lockdown. Alrighty, let's do this! everybody, and welcome to Enthusiastic. Uh, I am Chloe Huberto. Uh, I make sounds. I like to draw things. I like to wiggle and jiggle, uh, aka I'm an artist and performer. And this is my podcast that I have now started because we are in quarantine, and I've wanted to do it for a long time, so I thought it was a great opportunity to actually do that. This is a low-stakes, low-pressure podcast. The goal is just to have a pal on. Ask them about something that they are super enthusiastic about. Have you ever had a thing where you just want to talk about it to people and, you know, people at the party don't want to talk to you about Niles Crane from Frasier? Um, I just want to give that space to people. I want to bring that to the world. Um, so today, my first guest, my esteemed first guest, is somebody that I went to high school with and I have, I've, no, <laughs> I've known... <laughs> I, this is somebody that I have gone to high school. That is a fact. And, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to let her introduce herself. So, Molly Risa. Oh, well, this is my very first podcast. I'm, like, super excited. Um, um, my name is Molly Risa. I am a comedian, and I live in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and um, I'm super excited to be podcasting. What topic did you pick for today? Um, I picked the most important topic of all time, I think. I think uh, this is something that, uh, you know, is really important in this day and age. I think it's something that, like, resonates with a lot of people. I think it's something that's, like, inspiring our politics. Um, I chose trash television, um, like garbage reality TV, because it is, um, it, it's what's going to save the world. Truly. Um, actually, I don't know if I, if I've, believe in my heart that it's going to save the world, but, like, that over the next hour, over the next hour, your job is to convince me. Listen, some of the episodes of reality TV that I watched last year were truly better than, like, 
half of Amazon's programming. I mean, that's true. That's yeah. And, like, don't get me started on how they couldn't find a Jewish actress to play Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, like, a real big point of contention in my life. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. You know what? Rachel Brosnahan is really great, so I'll give her that. Yeah, um, she does the job. I mean, she does it. Yeah, I was really big into Mrs. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel uh, in December. I watched, like, two seasons in a week and a half. Um, I might have been depressed, but that's, that's a start for another day. Season three was so beautiful looking, but so strange. Like, I, I, haven't, I haven't watched it because okay. I just started realizing that, like, oh, she's, I don't know if I like this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like how it makes me feel, but I don't know if I like it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like season one is... But this to show, okay, we are very off topic, but the show also does the thing where they keep showing her pushing black women out of her way in order, oh, <laughs> like in the first episode, <laughs> and then they did it again in, in the third season in a different context, and I was like, I just don't know that, I, I, just, I just, I don't, don't know, know if I love that, I don't know if I, don't, I love it. And I don't know, like, as writers, well, I mean, like, Amy Sherman Palladino is, she lives in her, she lives in Bubble. Oh, yeah, she lives in, like, one of those teeny tiny little Polly Pocket shells that you open up, and then she's just there in her little hat being like, hello there, would you like to talk real fast, Sonny? I think, like, if we took the hat off, maybe she could, like, see her privilege and stuff more. I don't know, maybe it's the hat. I, 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 true, she's an interesting cat, (laughs) yeah, I, um, I do, um, I do love Alex Bordstein, though. I love her so very much. I hate Um, Family Guy, but I love her. Family Guy? She is the mom on Family Guy. Oh, I don't know that I've seen an episode of Family Guy in the last, like, 12 years of my life. Yeah, well, me neither, but she's on it. And, like, I love her, but also a huge part of her life is Family Guy. Okay, anyways. Anyway, sorry. That's what the people want to hear. They want to hear chits and chats. We're in, yeah, we're enthusiastic about this. Yeah, and you need friends during quarantine. I mean, podcasts are my friends most of the time, but especially yeah. right now. But it has gotten to a point where I'm like, I don't know that six hours of podcast is healthy. No, uh, I don't think. Have you gotten to the point where you, like, talk out loud to yourself because you're like, I wonder if my voice still works? No, because I sing so much. Oh, I guess, yeah. I never to really talk to myself unless I'm doing, like, a comedy bit to myself. Okay, like, yeah. I'm t- <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what is your origin story with Trash TV? How'd you get into it? Okay, well, as a person who looks like this, because we all know podcasting is a visual medium, um, I didn't like to go outside and play. Um, because there was bugs and boys, and I could fall down and hurt myself. Um, so I, my babysitters, I, I had watched Grease so many times that I was talking along with it. My babysitters yeah. were like, we can't, we can't watch Grease. We can't watch it one more time. We just can't do it. Um, and they um, would put on, like, MTV. They would just, like, leave it on. So I got really into watching Room Raiders which was an early 2000s reality television dating program where they would kidnap three women, put them in a bus, and then they'd be like, 
this is a subpar dude who might want to date you. And then you'd, like, watch a video of him being like, hey, I'm Toby. I go to university, and this is my life. Um, and then they'd be like, Toby is never going to see what you look like, but he is going to go through your shit. And then they would sit in the van. That sounds like my ideal, like, I want to go through someone's room before I decide right? I it's it's the perfect blind date because you like know this person but yeah so he would like go through um their rooms and like there would be like a suitcase full of gadgets he'd have like a black light and like a pair of like tongs to touch underpants with and um at the end uh the girls would get revenge it like went both ways with gender and stuff and i'm pretty sure they had like um like it was like there was like some gay dates as well uh it wasn't just the straights um oh yeah yeah, and honestly, MTV's been doing a lot of, like, like uh, progressive programming for a little bit of uh, the time now. Um, and, yeah, at the end, they would kind of flip the script, so, like, all the dates would go into the person's room and, like, go through their shit. Because, of course, like, the per- – am I allowed to swear? Sorry. Absolutely not. You okay, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll take that out. No, you can swear. It's <laughs> a swear positive podcast. Okay. Swear positive um, yeah, so, like, the person would obviously be a little bit rude and judgmental because you're, like, going through somebody's, like, most intimate things. Um, like, could I would be so embarrassed if somebody came into my room and saw um, the fact that beside my beside my bed chapstick, there's also a popsicle stick that I haven't thrown out in three weeks. Um, like, that's embarrassing. Um, so, yeah, then they would get to flip the script, and then, uh, like, the guy would be like, I choose Jessica because she had the cleanest room, but it wasn't anal retentive. Um, and, yeah, and I was obsessed with the show. I thought it was, like, the best thing ever. And then, um, yeah, and that's what got me started into the world of trash. Oh, I have, okay, wait, did people, like, I mean, it's reality TV, so who knows, but, like, were they, did they have the chance to clean their room? Nope. They, like, literally came in, ambushed, and, like, picked them up and threw them in a van. But did they, if they knew they were going to be on the show. Yeah, you know you're going to be on the show, but you don't know when. And, like, I don't know if they knew, because, like, sometimes MTV has this, and, like, it started in the UK. I I honestly might have started in, like, Poland or something. Um... (laughs) (laughs) But MTV has this program, it's called X on the Beach, where um, they take, in the U.S. it's, like, reality stars, but in the U.K. and, like, Europe, it's, like, at, like people, but there's also, like, one or two reality stars on every season, and they, like, say, you're going to go on, like, a dating show, uh, like, pack your pack your bikinis and get ready to get a sunburn, because uh, we're going to Marbella, baby, Um and then they, like, make them all go there, and then all of a sudden their ex-boyfriends and girlfriends start showing up, but they don't know that that's the show that they signed up for, so, like, maybe that's the sort of situation. I don't know. Yeah. It, don't reality know. TV is also, as much as I love it, it is probably chaotic evil. Um, yes. Because they do put a lot of people in, like, precarious situations in regards to their mental health and then don't always provide the proper aftercare that you need. Uh, Like, we see uh, those folks who um, passed away after being on Love Island. So it is sad. There is definitely a dark underbelly to it. Are there more people? This is different from the host. Oh, no. uh, There is a fella from season three, I believe, who took his own life, and a girl maybe from season two. 
Um, but that's like that. A lot of that has to do with like British tabloid culture as well, uh, which is just like, isn't it insane? And it's and it's different. I feel like in North America now, it's at the point where like it's still on the shelves, but like only a certain kind of person buys it. And I feel I feel like I could be wrong in the UK. It's like still a thing that like everybody like Daily Mail is huge, and like I do read the Daily Mail Snapchat story every day. <laughs> I always get I always fall into the trap where you it's you search an image for a celebrity and you'll get pictures of them, and then yeah. you'll find a Daily Mail article and you just get you get sucked in. You're like I want to know. Um, and you feel like this will be of substance. I also feel like influencer culture is way different in the UK than it is over here. Because, like, all of the people that go on these UK reality shows end up being influencers. And they, like, are, like, celebrities. But the people who, especially Canadian reality television, I could not, besides the one girl that I knew from BBYO growing up who was on Canadian Big Brother, couldn't tell you a single Canadian reality star. Is BBYO again? BBYO is like a Jewish youth organization that um, I was really into in the ninth uh, and the first half of the tenth grade before I realized that um, that, that no one was really nice to me. Wow, and but so that also on... had something to do with my own self esteem as well. So like, I'm not blaming all of them. <laughs> I love that someone's on Big Brother. Wait, is that is the is that the <laughs> this is just my favorite story and one of the first stories that I ever heard you say of like. Was that the organization you went to, like, a prom night or something, like a dance? Yes, and then the boy, that, the boy picked you up, and you were dressed, no, I don't know if, you, I don't think you were dressed as Snooky, but he said, sorry, oh, I grazed. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, well, he was, like, uh, like putting on, like, the flower onto my dress, and uh, he's, like, sorry, I grazed your boob, and I'm pretty sure I probably said something stupid, like, that's okay. <laughs> you have to respect somebody that will say that, though. <laughs> Hey, we've all been 16 and horny. We've all been there. And, like, but also, like, to, I feel like most boys would not say something. But he's like, sorry, I grazed your boob. <laughs> you know what it happens. I'm not here to get mad. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, that MTV show. And like, yeah, it was wild. Do you, like, what came after that? Um, after that, oh, then, okay, so this is a show that I still watch to this day because it is still on. It's in its 35th season. Um, it's called The Challenge, and it used to be the, okay, so, um, when the real world was a really big thing, like, late 90s, early, really early aughts, um, they also had, uh, a Buna Murray show called, uh, Road Rules, which was, they would take these people, uh, like, I believe it was, like, eight young, like, hot people, and they would put them in, like, a Winnebago, like, an RV, and they would, like, they would go on, on like, a scavenger hunt, like, across the country, and they'd, like, have to do challenges, and then at the end, they'd win a certain amount of money. And so they would take the people from the real real world and also from Road Rules, and MTV and Buna Murray created this show called The Real World Road Rules Challenge. Get the rules. This is the real challenge. Where they would take all of these hot young people, they would 
send them to a location where they had to wear a lot of bathing suits and they would make it started out with them like doing like silly challenges like I remember there was one where they had a gift card inside of an ice sculpture of a motorcycle and they had to melt the ice sculpture and get the gift card out um but now they do things like uh they they have to like jump out of a plane and they have to throw things and they have to climb things and have to run really far it's like more physical now um but yeah so the best part of this is they take all these people and they make them like they call it politicking but they're basically like just conniving and like scheming and just trying to win a million dollars nice there's lots of drinking there's lots of yelling there's lots of hot people rubbing up against each other Wait, so this this hybrid show is still happening? Yeah, now it's not because the real world they stopped making it because um it's the like way that they set it up just isn't the real world anymore. Like they would take away phones and like social media and stuff and that just doesn't work in the year 2020. Uh so they like don't really have a way to make it real, I guess. I don't know. I don't work at MTV. Um but if they want to give me a job, I am available. Um uh, yeah, so they do it with, like, reality stars from everywhere. Like, there's people from The Bachelor, Big Brother, American Ninja Warrior. And they also, they started bringing in the Brits, and uh, that's when things got good. Things get real saucy. It's so good. It's it's so good. Um, two side questions. Yeah. One, have you watched the season, I think it's The Real World, that Karamo from Queer Eye was on? No, he was real world Philadelphia though, right? Okay. I've yeah, I've heard he Here, I can Google. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that he came off like not a nice person on that show. Well, I don't think he comes off like a nice person on anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like have you listened I mean, to his interview with um Ira Madison on Keep It? No. That was, I I mean, I never, Queer Eye is, like, a little bit too emotional for me to watch. Like, I don't I just don't need to cry. I cry enough. I don't need to cry over somebody I don't know. Um, And, yeah, so I, but I was going to give it a shot until I listened to the the Keep It interview. And then I was like, I don't know if I like this person. Yeah, he, like, I find Queer Eye is interesting because I want to watch it, like, the first time. I, I watched it, and I did, you, like, none of them were, like, these huge stars. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, some of them you, like, had, like, a platform, but I, yeah, like, and I, I wanted to know, like, I want to know, like, less about them. Um, like, people also judge me for liking Tan France, um, and I... Like, why do people judge you? I like a Tan France, too. I mean, I don't know I mean, him. I understand being, I understand being irritated by... Any of them, except for Bobby and Jonathan, but especially Bobby. Like, what are you going to have a beef with Bobby about? Um, but, I, yeah, I think people just, yeah, don't like his vibe. But honestly, like, I just really like his hair. I like, that's why I like He him. also has a new show on Netflix called... Um, Fashion. Yeah, I like that Watched one. it. Back to front. I like it because it's about, uh, like, actual skills. Yeah. And you see them being like, I can't sew this seam in two, in two hours, and then I need to unpick the seam and rehinge it. Um, so that's why I like so, it. Yeah. Okay. Question two. Uh, at that age, at that young age, 
when you first started watching reality TV. Yeah. Did, were you a TLC person? Oh, yeah. I was a Trading Spaces. Yes. Was my shit. Okay. I love Trading Paige Davis. Um, I'm pretty sure I dressed up for her as her for Purim one year. Like, I love Purim is um, a Jewish holiday where it's uh, we dress up and we read the story of Queen Esther and King Ahasuerus. And um, I don't really remember the significance of it. Am I bad, too? Um, yeah. Um, which I'm going to call it. Um, yeah, and I'm pretty sure I dressed up as Paige Davis. Like, I really wanted me and my neighbors to be on Trading Spaces. Was she the one with, like, short red hair? Or, she like... was the host. Yes. I loved Trading Spaces. And I was also, like, I was also young enough at that point that, to me, like, now I see TLC and I'm, like, terrifying, like, ethics. Just, like, I mean, yeah, the topic is trash, so... Um, but I was have you ever I... watched 90 Day Fiance, though? <laughs> I have not. I don't oh. I'll be strong enough one day. You don't even need to watch the real show. The real genius is this show called Pillow Talk, uh, where they take these successful, like, in-love couples from 90 Day Fiance, and then you watch them watch the show. Oh, it's like Gogglebox. <laughs> yes. Gogglebox. <laughs> like, the UK... Is really, they really, like, led the curve on, like, shows where people watch shows. Because they do, it like, reality TV, no matter what way you look at it, it's it's supposed to be a little bit campy, but I feel like America takes it, and, like, North America takes it way too seriously, and they're like, this is real life, and Britain's like, this is a show, it's meant for entertainment, it's gonna be a little silly. Yeah. Yeah, they... like self-aware trash. Yes, that's the key. Um, yeah, like, so I, when, at, when I was, like, eight, nine, TLC to me, I was like, oh, TLC is, like, a serious channel. And it, because it, at that point, it was mostly about, like, home interior decorating and, like, giving birth to babies. A baby story. I don't even remember the babies. Like, I, I just remember the, the home, the home decorate. I don't, <laughs> I can't remember any words. But to do with that, and then there was also, I don't know if it was on TV, Extreme Makeover, but I was oh, just yeah, like, Extreme oh. Makeover Home Edition with Ty Pennington. Move that butt. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loved that. Um, what was the other one I really liked? It was trading, it was While well, You It wasn't out. called, I loved While You Were Out. I loved it. Every time I left the house, I thought we were going to get While You Were Outed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember, like, I learned about the wood mahogany from that one. I like, <laughs> That's the thing I remember the most is them being like, and then we have this mahogany desk. Um, but what do you think about that now? And I remember my, when my parents watched it with me, they would be like, especially because, like, uh, I uh, come from a, con- a construction family. Um, they'd be <laughs> like, that's very poorly done. And to me, it was just like popping my balloon. It made me so sad. I was like, no, I love this. But now watching it, like, yeah, like the, the facades they would put up. and the, like, What was it bad? I haven't revisited. It's bad. Okay, you need, to, you need to watch a video. I'll send it to you after. I do have the uh, Trading Spaces Castle episode on DVD. Uh, but I don't have a DVD. 
Like, do, and I they, got chips stuck in my disk drive in my computer. So. Do they like? Do they work at a castle, or do they make? Yeah, they like- go. They go to Scotland, <gasps> and then they go. I'm at least I'm pretty sure it's Scotland. They go to the UK somewhere, and they um. There's like neighbors who are in castles, obviously kilometers apart from one another, and they trading spaces castles. I believe it's Frank, and it's definitely not Hildy. They wouldn't send Hildy to a castle. Um, maybe Frank and Lori, maybe Vern. I can't believe I remember all the names. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's a clip where they show, uh, oh, it's so depressing. Like, it looks bad. It looks so cheap. Like, but this woman doesn't like, she hates what they do to the room. (gasps) That's the best. Really upset. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also, like, like, uh. Because I, like, I know of this clip because people were talking about a, net, a different podcast I listened to, and they were saying, like, the thing is, she doesn't need to be that sad because you could probably just, like, blow on it, and it would all and fall off. Fall down. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, oh, I just wanted, like, a, I was obsessed with, yeah, like, I, I just wanted a magical space. Yeah, because it was, like, it wasn't about the, um, like, Obviously, change and, like, interior decoration is always fun, but I think what excited me more was that it's like, wow, these people cared enough to say, this room is trash and you deserve better, and I'm going to ask a television station for money to fix it. Yeah. That's what made it magical. Yes, queer queer is like that, but with you as a person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did you ever watch What Not to Wear? Okay, that's what I was going to talk about next. Uh, I need I a moment. I love the what not to wear. Okay. What not to wear is very important to me in my life. Um, Stacey London, uh, icon, hair icon. Like, uh, yeah. I've Still always wanted, like. on Instagram to this day. Yeah, like, um, uh, what's the character from X-Men that has Rogue from X-Men and Stacey London? Like, together, I was like, I need this, I need this hair. Now I have this hair, but. It's going out, and it's very hard to maintain. Why can't I just have natural white straight? Um, yeah, I just... I hear, yeah. And that's where... You know what the thing about what not to wear, though, is um, I... Okay, I was like the age I was, and when my mom would watch the show with me, or when any, any adult would watch the show with me, or even, like, talk about the show with amongst themselves... They would always talk about how gay Clint was. Is that his name, Clint? Oh, really? Clinton? Clinton, they would always, like, it was like a, and it was like a thing where, like, and you like at that, at that time, that. well, like, it's just very interesting, like, also, like, I, I was like, no, he's not gay, because I was a child, so you're like, yeah, a person can't be gay, because, I mean, also, like, I was surrounded by, like, straight parents, <laughs> <laughs> like, it would yeah. be very different, but as a child, you're just like, you don't even really know why you're saying that. You're just like, but then he's not a person. Um, yeah, because you think... obviously you're registering that whatever they're saying is negative, and you're like, don't be negative about this person that I'm obviously admiring. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like even if they weren't necessarily like almost on a surface level registering it as negative, they were just like, whoa, he like he's so flamboyant, and it was like, it was like a kind of like a something of note that he was so flamboyant on that TV show on a TV yeah. show. Because um, I remember my friend's mom was telling my mom about the original Queer Eye once. And, okay, so we only had up to channel 28 my whole okay. time. We never got more channels. Um, 
So I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember channel. what channel, channel. So you got A and E, good channel. Um, 27 and 28 were sports ones. Okay. 29, but never above 30. So I was a YTV kid. I never had Disney Channel, never had MTV. Yeah. MTV was basic cable. You just had to know which channel to get go to. Because I had Peasant Vision for a while, um, and <laughs> that's what my dad called it. We truly, I had till channel, like, maybe maybe 22. Um, we had music, but not MTV. MTV was one channel above. You just had to, it was, I think it was 103, but you had to know to get there. So I started watching, yeah. You mean, like, I would have had channels, what, 1, 2, 28, and then 123? It doesn't make what? sense, but I'm not lying. Because I didn't have, I had no channels, but I had MTV. Oh, wow. Because it's owned guess, by Bell Media, so it's like a part of CTV. I guess I never cracked the code. I remember on weekends, it like, uh, I think YTV or something became Disney Channel, so on weekends I could watch That So Raven, and it was so exciting. Yeah, that must have been ABC Family. Because yeah. ABC, well, ABC is now owned by, or it, it, it's been owned by Disney for a while. Disney owns a lot of things. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, was 18 much music? Much music was my bread and butter. Yes. Yeah. 17 was Treehouse, and 18 was much music. Watching Treehouse. Um, oh. I remember, okay, so fun fact. I mean, this is, this is the point. Well, we can go anywhere with this conversation, but. Yeah, we're enthusiastic. It doesn't yeah. matter. So I remember, like, being a child, like, six, and my mom being like, I don't want you to watch MTV. Um, and we were always like, oh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> or no, she would, <laughs> like, she, would say, she would say, like, music TV or something. <laughs> Maybe really I'm wrong. Funny. But, um, which, like, fair. But then we found much, much music, and we were like, <laughs> we were like, well, that's not MTV. I think we, it felt, we knew that it was a transgression. I yeah. think, or at least I did. My brother, my brother was a bit older, but like we discovered much music and we got really into it, really into it. But it was funny because I think we, we sort of knew maybe mom wouldn't be, want us to watch this, but we were also like, this isn't MTV, it's much music. And it took me so long to figure out that like, that's, that's what, what M- meant. like what MTV, yeah. Um, but I think, because I remember she caught us a few times and she like didn't want us watching it, but like we always went back. Um well, yeah. Okay. Do you remember video on trial? I, I sure do. That was. I should not have been watching that when I was eight. That's why I heard the word boner for the first time, and I didn't know boner. it meant boner. And then I remember walking down the street and being like, "I should use the word boner in my vocabulary." Thank God I never did. Thank God I never did. Yeah, I mean, I mean, my parents loved. Like, we all have the same depression coping mechanism, which is saying we're going to take a shower um, and then start our day and then just putting on a bathrobe and watching a movie for the entire day. <laughs> like, they're um, all in separate rooms in bathrobes. Yeah, truly. Uh, like, the other day I called my dad and I was sitting in my bathrobe. I was watching The Real Housewives and I was like, hey, man, what you doing? And he was like, I don't know, watching Spartacus. <laughs> <laughs> like we all love historical fiction and a good terry cloth robe um so uh, yeah i watched a lot of movies from a young age that like didn't like the like gross things about them like the things that a kid shouldn't know never registered with me uh but i remember being like 
Yeah, I really love the fashion in Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. I always loved the outfits. I would have loved to have watched that when I was... Yeah, there were certain movies that were, like, girl movies that I was related yeah. to. That get. Like, we all... I know my mom... I didn't watch Mean Girls for quite a while until after it came out. And, like, my mom was hesitant to let me watch Mean Girls, but, like, everyone else was in grade three, so... Um, yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch Mean Girls till grade eight. But I was allowed to watch Wedding Crashers. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I and my, like, I think I was 12 and my sister would have been... No, I was younger than 12 because my parents were still in love. Um, <laughs> I was in, like, I was maybe, like, 10 or 11. And uh, my sister, so my sister would have been, like, oh, boy, like, seven. And six or seven. And there's that scene where they're, like, taking all the women home from uh, the various weddings. And they're, like, um, they, like, uh, what's the what's the dance move where you spin somebody out? They spin. spin. They, spin. <laughs> uh, they spin all the women onto the beds, and that was the first time I ever saw, like, fake oh. breasts. And I was like, why? Why do they look like that? Um, so, and then my parents were like, you don't tell anybody we watched this, okay? You just keep, you keep this one to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> they felt bad. They felt I, shame. My mom was very, like, for, uh, I do want to talk about video and trial for a moment, but just for now, um, I want to say, like, my mom was very... She didn't let us watch, like, uh, trash cookie com- or, like, comedies that were, like, crass in that way. But okay. we always watched, like, like Oscar movies. Okay. Were- but even though those movies would have, like, a lot of stuff in them, like, which is, like, that was her. She was like, oh, it has to be of quality. Like, I want my children to watch something intelligent. But, yeah, then there was, like, a lot of stuff that, yeah, we were just not not allowed to watch. I can't remember anything, like, specific right now. But, yeah, like, it, it was interesting. Like, my mom was strict about some things, but then, like, she was like, and no one needs to be intelligent. I remember we all watched 2001 A Space Odyssey when I was in grade five as, like, a family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then this came out. Now I'm me. Uh, yeah, my mom Why? took me and my six-year-old sister to see Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby, in the movie theater, and while we were walking in, she was like, I don't understand why I'm getting so many dirty looks, and then, like, I don't know, 20 minutes into the movie, she was like, yeah, okay, I get it. I, I, I deserve the dirty looks. I watched that with my mom. I think my mom rented it, by that, because by that point, we were older. I, I love a Will Ferrell what? character piece. That's what I like. Will Ferrell. Remember when Will Ferrell just made sports comedies? It's not weird. Yeah. You know what? Blades of Glory holds up. Blades of Glory. I was just going to say, <laughs> I saw Blades of Glory in uh, Cochrane is this, well, it's not so small now, but it's like a small sort of-ish country town outside of Calgary. This is for, this is for all my... Uh, oh, for uh, the international fans? International <laughs> audience. And they, they had like a, a movie theater that had like one screen. And me and my friend went to see, we would have, like, sleepovers, because she lived in Cochrane. And we, she went to the same school, and then she moved. But, like, yeah, that's what we went to see. Um, to this day, like, the funniest, I always think about the scene, because it's so horrible, but, like, it still makes me laugh, is where he he knocks the trash can over, and he has to, like, he has to pull, like, the line of toilet paper. There's something on the line of toilet paper that he has to get to, like, a key or something. And he's, yes, like, yes, yes. <laughs> tongue to pull. Yeah. 
was a dumb movie. I, I love a dumb movie. I just really liked the skating costumes in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's also, like, a fun character piece. Like, that's what made those, like, those scripts and the stories are nothing, but it's the characters. I love yeah. the character. That's what, that's, like, why I like reality television, because it breeds characters. Mm. And, like, maybe they're caricatures of the people themselves, but, like, as long as those people are, like, and it's not my responsibility to care about those people's well-being, which sounds bad, uh, but sometimes I am too empathetic and get caught up in things. So as long as those people are taking measures to recognize that their life isn't a reality TV show and they're able to have fun with it, I can have fun watching it. There's some reality TV shows where you're like, oh, this is obviously really dark and it feels bad watching this it feels bad supporting this Mm. I think everybody has a different like boundary as to how much they can take of that because like for me I mean I think it's also just like interest levels and stuff like that but like for me a lot of those shows immediately feel bad and dark to me um fair that is fair like that's why I like Queer Eye because even though it is it is produced and like there is, like, shenanigans happening behind the scenes, and the, the show still itself it ha- aims to have, like, a, like, a good, a well, a good intended goal. Yeah. Um, wholesomeness a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Bake Off. Mm. I love watching Bake Off, because it's, like, oh. it's just, the whole point of it is just to get the British public out there and bake it. Yeah. Like, flapjacks. Let's make a traditional flapjack so much and I really like the the I don't know I like the new one but like there and there is there, like the pain of the fact when Sue and Mel left and when Mary Berry left because then Paula Hollywood had more like social currency on the show I feel like yeah. Mary, Mary, and like yeah it's a wound like I still like it but it's I don't know it's so weird that Noel Fielding is one of the hosts now I wasn't, I did, really didn't see so that. He's so charming in a way that I cannot, I, like, I just, everything he says, I just giggle. I love him. Molly, did you know that, like, Noel Fielding is maybe the person I was most obsessed with from ages 13 to 17? <laughs> no, but looking back on uh, our time together in school, it makes, uh, makes a lot of sense. Okay, I want to, I need to, I need to circle back to video on trial. Okay, um, here we go. So for the international audience, video on trial was on the Canadian, much music was the Canadian MTV. Video on trial was a show where a bunch of, I would say, like, very crass comedians, like, I just remember. Yeah, they were young, they were younger comedians. They were, like, hip, cool people in Toronto. But, the, yeah, but they were all, like, very, yeah, they, like, I, like, they, the show, I like, I don't know, maybe it's just because I was a child, but the show just, like, really went there. And they were, they would watch music videos and comment on them. Um, and there was one comedian, she had, like, an Alex Bornstein energy and look. Do you remember her? Um, she had, like, straight, like, chin length. bangs? Maybe, I don't know. We'll was have it, to find after. Was it Sarah Hennessy? Maybe, I don't remember any of their names. Welcome back to Video on Trial. Third on the docket, Justin Timberlake's Crimea River. This video is charged with one count of bemoaning the loss of Britney Spears. So 
Justin goes, some things are better left unsaid. Some things are better left unsaid. And then he looks down at his sack. What did Brittany do to your sack, Justin? It was like a balls to the wall show. Um, and I feel like they, like, because their job was to be, like, make fun of everything and be derisive, I feel like I can't send music videos. I, like, have video on trial, like, echoing in my head or, like, it ruins some of them. Yeah. Um, hey, I, I also remember this was a different show, but it was it had the same comedians from it. But there was a show where they were, like, going through different male singers and, like, like, like what, like, the crushes. So like one of them was Brandon Flowers and one of them was Kanye West, and they were talk. They they the conclusion they came to about Kanye West is that he seems like really down to earth and like a cool. Guy. <laughs> yeah, but but like years later, like just a few years ago, I was like, maybe it was like a they're being sarcastic and I did but pick it up, but I don't think so because it was like early. <laughs> but what a weird yeah, what um, a what a culture. Yeah, what a time. Um, I really liked Jesus. I liked the video and the song for Jesus Walks. Early. I don't remember. I, like, didn't care. Yeah. I just it wasn't remember. a Jonas Brother, mm, I, don't know. I didn't care. <laughs> Jonas Brothers were so much later, though. I don't know. I just loved music videos, and I still do. Music videos, like, are my my spirituality a little bit. <laughs> right. Fair. Were you one of those, like... Um, Music is my oxygen, uh, seventh graders. Was that you? No. No. But I was a third grader who put on my underwear and, like, some cool bracelets and tied my shirt into a belly shirt and, like, crouched in front of the mirror and, like, pretended to be a pussycat doll. That is a, okay, trash TV pussycat doll. Here we go. Did you ever watch um, The Search for the Next Pussycat Doll? I did. And I Yeah, think- and then they didn't let Asia be in the band. They did that with, they did that with, um, I was going to say BLT, but that is a TLC. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking for the lettuce. Um, they did that with TLC, and then it never was a thing. I watched the whole TLC season, and I didn't even know who TLC were. Yeah, music, uh, trash TV, like uh, P. Diddy's making the band. We got Danity Kane out of that, which led us to have Aubrey O'Day as a society fixture, and she is cuckoo bananas. I love her. Yeah. I remember. Ooh, I'm gonna make a confession that. My confession. I know who she is because she was like because there was a period in my life where I checked Perez Hilton every day, multiple times a day, and it was a lot later than you expect. And I stopped doing it in grade ten. Was well, While that's when he stopped me. being mean. No, he was still mean. Was he, when did he start? I being honestly mean? feel like I had to deprogram my brain after from, being a Perez stan. Yes, I like I don't even know if I was a stan. I don't know. I was, but just like because I was just like absorbing the stuff. Like I remember when he posted uh, the video for Let's Dance. Like when he broke Lady Gaga, I remember that. He, I was he leaked Lady Gaga. No, like he he was he like broke as in like he like when Lady Gaga became a thing. Okay. Because he posted her video for Let's Dance and was like, this is the kind of pop star I've been waiting for. Like, uh, Oh, and then he was so mean to her. He's, yeah, it's, 
I like all I can say about Perez Hilton because now he does a lot of stuff and is like trying to the image he tries to project is like I don't know like wholesome and legitimate. That sounds very mean, but all like all I can say about that is from somebody who I mean whenever I had something online and you tons of time as a child, like there were times where I'd be like refreshing the page over and over just because I like wanted new content to look at. Yes, I did this for I started in grade seven. Oh, my God, because I thought it was what cool people did. I mean, Um, cool cool people are up to date on celebrity goss because I'm cool and I'm usually up to date. And by celebrity goss, I mean um, whatever my trash reality stars are up to. Um, Yes. I just, but yeah, I think it's just like, all like, like, I feel, I feel like I was like in, in, yeah, like I had to deprogram and I just like, I can't, I can't like. I can't see him in any, like, other context. I'm like, I know, I've been there. Um, yeah. Like, in a way, like, I think, like, when your job is to be derisive, so you're just, like, yeah. finding finding issues where there are new issues. Like, yeah. I, like, like um, there's so many examples, but, like, one time Rihanna was, like, oh, God, this was definitely grade 10. He... She said something about, oh, I want to make music that sounds different from my contemporaries. Yeah. And he was like, be careful, Riri, those are fighting words. <laughs> Just, like, stuff like that. Um, yeah, where the whole, yeah. yeah, I don't like that, like, 2012, like, oh, I'm sassy. And I definitely was one of those people. Um, but, like, now, it, like, there's no point in being rude just to be rude. Well, and it was what he was, it was just such a dark, it was what he was making money off of. Um, such a weird time it's weird and it's also weird like I am large I contain multitudes it I was I was avidly reading prezhelton.com as I was the child that was deeply obsessed with Tim Burton and would was like going through there was this website called Tim Burton Collective that was just like a collection of all the information about him and his movies and like encyclopedically just like consuming it all and, like, just, I, I was, like, that weird child at the same yeah. time as reading. <laughs> the duality of man. Duality. <laughs> um, okay, my next question about uh, your topic today is, do you have any particular memories or incidents that stand out to you to do with that topic? Or, like, watching it? Or just, like, what, what stands out for you? Um, yeah, actually, the MTV program I was talking about earlier, The Challenge, there was a woman on it. Her name was DM Brown, and um, she was an ovarian cancer survivor. And I remember she, like, wanted to go on the show because she really – because cancer – she had, like, survived it, obviously, at that point. Uh, she's passed away. Now she passed away five, four, four, four years ago, four and a half years ago. Um, and she, but she wanted to do this because uh, she knew that chemo was going to be something that took away a lot of function uh, from her and she wasn't going to be able to do a lot of physical things. And she really wanted to have completed the cha- a challenge, a big challenge, big physical challenge. And her second season on the show um was called The Duel, and I remember she was wearing a wig, and there was one moment where they had to swim in this big mud bucket thing, and so she had to take her wig off, and I just remember 
Uh, I've always been a person where, like, optics are very important to me. I always like to look nice. I'm always wearing a dress. Um, and not that people with short hair are people who are going through things, but they don't look nice. But she obviously was feeling some type of way about having to take her wig off. And uh, that season she also had, like, an arc where her and uh, this gentleman uh, named Chris Tamborillo, CT, as they call him, uh, he kind of was like, no, you look, like, stop wearing the wig, like, you look so good. And, like, she, like, through falling in love with him, she, like, learned to love herself and, like, completed this challenge after having gone through the challenge of having cancer. And I just remember being like, wow, that is powerful. That's a story that is powerful and meaningful, and that's why you, like, fall in love with the people on these shows and, like, the things that they go through outside of the show and it. I don't know. That like that's something that has stuck with me and something uh yeah, why I like reality television. Yeah, and it seems like like a genuine moment. Yeah, there's like yeah, there's things where it's sad and it feels like um what's the word I'm looking for? Exploitive. Uh, where they're taking advantage of these people. But there's also those moments where you're like, wow, that is a story that is meaningful and impactful and will help people. Um, And then also on the flip side of that, this week on The Real Housewives of New York City, um, Tinsley uh, Mortimer, um, uh, she adopted these two dogs from um, China, and they don't speak, uh, they only know Mandarin. So she's learning Mandarin so she can talk to her dogs. Um, also, uh, Ramona Singer, um, has a 17-year-old dog named Coco, and she's trying to give Coco a carrot, but this dog is 17 years old, and I don't know how it's still alive, like, it is, I don't know how this dog is still alive, and so she's like, come here, Coco, you want a carrot, and then she just goes, Coco, Coco, and screaming at this dog, and that's why I like these shows, it's for the human (laughs) moments, where you're just like, yeah, that's something you would do, but because it's on TV, you get to watch somebody else look dumb. She should she should give it like the baby food mashed up carrot. It was a, it was a cooked carrot from a catered event. It was Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like I don't yeah. know how this dog is going to eat a carrot. Do you remember Jade Goody? No. She was on Big Brother. I feel like this was before UK Big Brother was available to people not watching it. On I, TV I, UK. UK Big Brother is the best iteration of Big Brother and it is a crying shame they don't make it anymore. Isn't there Celebrity Big Brother still going on here? No. The last season of Celebrity Big Brother uh, was the one where Roxanne Pallet um, said that Ryan, oh my god, what was his name? Ryan something or other. He ended up winning. Uh, she, I, she was going through something and he like, she like said that he punched her And it was, like, very obvious that he didn't because they're being filmed. Like, there's so many cameras. And she she was, like, I remember in – I was reading an article about it in The Sun, and she was, like, the most hated woman in Britain. Uh, But, yeah, no, they stopped making Big Brother in the U.K. May she rest in peace. Oh. Um, Yeah. Just Jade Goody was somebody – I don't know much about her, but she was on – she was on Big Brother, and she was someone who was known to, I don't know, being, like – funny because she like wasn't smart or something and it was like very goofy but then she died of she died of cervical cancer that's uh, she she passed away recently didn't she no it was 2009 okay was there maybe a documentary that came out about her recently i don't know like i just remember um seeing stuff about her on on british tv that i would watch on youtube legacy i don't mm. 
Because she did, did she do regular Big Brother and then she went on Celebrity Big Brother? Yes. Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah, no, I also was reading her about her in The Sun. Yeah, I don't know. The, the way it's, it's very strange to me when somebody, that's their life, is like they have this media presence and then, and then as soon as they die, it's like, I don't know. It's just a, it's a very strange thing. Like, uh, reality TV scares me a lot. It can be scary. Yeah, it it is scary, but it is also it's something that's like kind of light and joyful at the same time. There's like yeah. two sides of the coin, I suppose. Yeah, and it's it's like nice to turn your brain off. Yeah, yeah, it's, and yeah, like not think about like like sometimes when I watch TV, I get caught up in like oh well, like this is their the device they're using to tell the story in this episode, and I get too caught up in why everything is happening. And with reality TV, it's just easy for me to be like. That is funny. That is silly. Yeah. That is goofy. Yeah. I, um, I, <laughs> I, like, recently, I have, like, gotten caught up where I see it on Facebook a clip from First Dates, which is a show here in UK where people go on first dates. Uh, and I always get sucked in. I don't know why. It's just very, especially when it starts playing, when you scroll and it has subtitles and you're like, I'm already in. Yeah. Um, Oh, oh, I it's forgot to send you. Okay, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, there's lots of, like, queer couples, and it's so, like, normalized, but there's also, like, there's one where there's a guy who's afraid of cheese. <laughs> there's a part where he goes, the cheese that gets me the most is cheese I'm unaware of. And you know what? Me too. <laughs> that is amazing. I have to send you a link. There was There's a show, you, Naked Attraction. Yes. Um, there's there, this one. It's an older, horrible. it's an, um, oh, it's, uh, but it, it's this old, this one with this older woman, oh, what's her name? It's like Gladys or something like that. And, uh, she's like, I sing in the church choir and I like to suck dick. It's, oh, it's so good. It's so, it's just like so quintessentially British and like, but also like, I, I, I gotta send you a link. I'll put a link in the episode description. Okay, I will. Let's do it. How experienced are you, Judith, sexually? Sexually. At my age, I've no inhibitions. Go with the flow, enjoy sex. You know, it's the thing I've missed out on is a regular sexual relationship. And it's a waste. I've got a nice vagina. Do you have anything you just, like, chomping at the bit to talk about on this topic? No, I kind of talked about all the things I wanted to talk about. Um, Yeah, I think that trash TV, if you don't, if it's not meant to be thought about too much. uh, So enjoy it for what it is. And, um move on with your life you know eat eat some ice cream feel your feelings have a laugh what how are you doing in quarantine even Um, though i live alone so i'm going fully insane um but other than that i'm doing okay i mean i still get to go to work which is nice um but i'm trying not to let like because your life can't just be one thing it's insane to have your life be one thing so i'm trying to remember that like there are other things in my life other than my silly retail retail job um a job that i love very much and i feel great i feel lucky that i get to go to but it's not my entire life so just remembering that and trying to be creative and be productive and i bought a i bought a fancy mop so Oh. Yeah, I got my GST boost, and so I uh, went to Canadian Tire and treated myself to a fancy mop. Okay, wait, I have one more question for you, Molly. Um, and okay. it is, like, what is, what, is, what is your song right now that you're listening to that's just, like, keeping your soul alive? Oh. 
Um, I'm honestly like, I was not one of those music is my oxygen people. Um, and I like would rather listen to a podcast than to music. But last night I was not like music. I like I like, like music, okay. but like I would rather listen to people. I'd rather listen to people talk than like listen to music. Um, I, last night it was my favorite album of the year two thousand. Oh, what year did I? My favorite album of the year two thousand seventeen was "The Valley" by Betty Who. It's like this like very fun like dance pop album. And last night I was listening to that uh, as I was doing some writing, and uh, it did bring me a lot of joy. So not a song, but the album "The Valley" by Betty Who. Chef's kiss. It's very good. Oh, nice. Okay, I'm gonna listen to it, and I encourage all of you listeners to listen to it. Um, I guess that's that's the podcast. Thank you so much, Molly, for being. Thank you for first. having me. This is my first podcast ever, too. Wow, I'm so I'm so desperate just for someone to have me on their podcast. I just had to make one. It's really it's really not nice, like the level of desperation to which I want to be on someone's podcast. Um, okay. Well, when I, I have a really good idea for a podcast, I'm not going to say it out loud because I don't want somebody to steal it, but I can text you about it. Uh, and when I have my podcast, you can be a guest. You can be the first guest. Okay. What a treat. Thank you, everybody. Hooray. Hooray. Thank you for having me. Thanks to the illustrious songstress Sappho for providing the absolutely scintillating theme music you're hearing right now. You can listen to her album Time Machine on Spotify by searching Sappho Time Machine or clicking the link in the episode description. Bye!